and welcome to the She Hit Refresh podcast. My name is Seppi, one of the co-founders here. Uh, Seppi rhymes with peppy is what I like to tell people. Thank you so much for listening. Today on the podcast, we have a very special guest. We have a woman named Katie Chalcraft that's going to join us today to talk a little bit about what coaching is, as in life coaching. Um, she's a coach and facilitator and is going to guide us through kind of her journey with that, uh, the value of coaching, um, and how you can get started. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce Katie here. Hello. Hi, Sefi. Thanks so much for having me here today. Thank you for joining us. And for you guys that are listening, if you are a part of the She Hit Refresh group, which I'll just tell you about that if you're not familiar, we have a Facebook group called She Hit Refresh, and Katie's part of that. And she actually did a Facebook Live for us a few months ago talking about this. You may recognize her uh, from that. And if you do want to see her live, you can go ahead and watch that as well. Find that in the group. All right. So, Katie, thank you again for joining us today. Um, You know, we're just going to run through some questions here. Like I said, let people know a little bit about who you are, what you do, and how you got started, and how they can get started, too, if they want to um, work with a coach. Okay? Okay. So, just from the top, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your work? Okay. So, I am a coach and a facilitator, and I specifically work with women living abroad to help them to really connect with what it is they love, what lights them up in life, and to create their lives around that. Now, why do I work with women abroad? It's because I am one. And what I noticed is that almost all of my clients have been women living outside of their home countries. And whether that's here in Madrid, or whether that's like an Italian in India, or a Colombian in Belgium, or um, a German in Brazil, we've had a whole range. And really, these women are seeking clarity on how to how to create a life outside of what they know as normal um, and a life that really lights them up and inspires them. Got it. That's interesting. Why do you think these women have gravitated to you? You've gravitated to them? Like, why do you think this type of woman is your client? Well, probably because I've gone through this hitting refresh myself a number of times. Um, I've lived in Zambia and Belize and... South Africa and now Spain and I'm from the UK so I feel like I've, I bring experience and yeah there's just a resonance there what I love about these people in this position is that it's like a blank canvas that you can create whatever it is you want because the foundations that you've that you've built your life on at home they're no longer there you don't have the friends and the family and the support so it can be really hard and I feel like these people gravitate towards me because I've been on this journey and I've gathered some tools to to help to create new foundations and to to build yourself up again in a new place. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about what is a coach? What is a life coach for those that aren't familiar or don't know exactly what that means? Mm, Okay, so there's so many different definitions of coaching. The one that I like is having a really powerful conversation that inspires you to to take action in your life to create a life that in, that that you love and for me the action is key so having a coach really helps you to identify what it is you want to achieve and to go out and achieve it it's not just sitting on the sofa with a nice action plan this coach you know having a life coach will hold you to account and will ask you why you didn't do x if you said that you wanted to write a book well why haven't you written the first chapter 
Why haven't you at least outlined what the book's going to look like or identified editors? They're, they just really support you to be the greatest that you can be, to live into your potential. And that's very different to often people ask, you know, what's the difference between coaching and therapy? And I feel like, is it, is it okay if I go into... Totally, yeah. That was one of my questions and I'm sure our audience would love to know what's the difference. Okay, good. So... Um, this is coming from a place of me being in training as a psychotherapist. So I really have a, a very clear sense of what feels different to me in the way that I'm a therapist and the way that I'm a coach. As a therapist, it's very much what that person brings in the room in that moment, on that day, and me being deeply present with that um, and sitting with them, exploring their past traumas and pains and helping them work through them and create strategies on how to deal with, for example, anxiety or depression or OCD, those kinds of things. With coaching, it's very much future-facing and I'm not soft and gentle in the way that I am as a therapist. As a coach, I will call you on your bullshit. Ooh. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just telling the audience, like, ooh, she's getting real, y'all. So, I was like, no, I you, swear. you can swear on here. <laughs> um, so I will call you on your bullshit. And if you say that you're going to do something, I'm going to want to know why you haven't done it. And if you tell me your reason, then I'm going to unpack that. I'm going to uh, ask questions to draw out of you these answers as to what, what are your blocks what's getting in the way and why are you letting that get in the way and how has that impacted you over these years how does it serve you uh, and is it time to release it do you want to change that behavior and replace it with something else so when I coach people I'm much more structured than than as a therapist um, we set goals we set intentions the way that I do coaching is at the beginning of each call or each session that the the coachee brings a question that they want to work with and we spend that hour or hour and a half working with that question and so then that will help them to be prepared when they come to the session because in the past when I haven't used a question it's just too it's too loose for me in the way that I work but there are many different styles of coaching and I really feel it's like for me I practice yoga and it's, a, it's like finding the right yoga teacher, finding the right coach. You need to resonate with them, with their approach, with their method, with their personality. There needs to be some sort of resonance and trust. Because there are times where you might be crying on the phone or in, in, in your session with your coach. Um, there are times where stuff from the past will be brought up. And, and it will be, if the coach is well trained, you know, it will be held and supported in such a way that you will be able to gain new insights and new aha moments that you never had before. That's powerful stuff. So then how do you know what to do? I guess, what is your, your training? How did you become a coach? So I didn't do things in a very linear way, uh, just to, to let you know. Not much in my life has been linear. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I started out, professionally I started out as an HIV support worker. So I knew that I really wanted to be of service and to help others. Um, and then over the years that morphed in facilitate, into facilitation Facilitation is working with groups and supporting individuals to identify their goals, to have those aha moments, to really connect with who they are and what their purpose is. And I did that in a whole range of different contexts. So stuff around global climate change, uh, resilience, global health leadership, communication, a whole range of different issues. I'd be standing up there 
you know, at these conferences with a microphone, having a group, guiding people through these exercises. But then there came a point, and I remember this particular conference in, in Ethiopia some years ago. This was about building the resilience of Ethiopian farmers. And there were all these, you know, so-called, I'm doing inverted commas again, it doesn't work on audio, does it? Um, important people, you know, there was people from the, the Met Office, um, climate scientists, there were people from the government, there were people from universities, BBC. And I was there leading these 70 people through this process, this five-day workshop I designed about building the resilience of um, as farmers in, in Ethiopia. And I was like Googling in my hotel room, what is climate change? What is resilience? <laughs> Why does it matter? I was like, okay, like, I love getting up there and doing my thing. And I was, I was putting into this conference mindfulness activities. They did some meditation. It just, I was kind of doing what I wanted with it. Um, and I got great feedback. But what, I'm, what I felt is those moments outside of the conference room when people were talking to me about their relationships not working, when people were sharing with me that they actually, they didn't want to work in international development, they wanted to write novels. Um, they were sharing with me those intimate details about struggles they were having in their life. That's when I felt most of service. That's when I really felt like, what am I doing <laughs> facilitating these things that don't really resonate with me when I want to be working deeply in a one-on-one -on -one capacity with people to find that thing that lights them up and so they can live a life that they love, so they can have relationships that they love, that they can feel like they're living with purpose. And so the change started to happen there. Um, I'd always been a big fan of personal development books. I've just been reading them for, for years and years and I've been like a personal development junkie going on loads and loads of trainings and courses, trainings and courses. And I had this seed in my head that I wanted to be a life coach, but I never really allowed myself to explore it. And then in, the, in this bizarre way that the universe works, I, I ended up having a very synchronous moment um, where I, I wrote on a mind map when I first moved to Madrid a few things about how I wanted my life to look here. And one of the things that I wrote on that mind map was get clear on my life's purpose. Now the following day after I'd written that mind map, I was on a plane on the way back to UK because my, my sister was ill in hospital, I needed to go be with my family. And on that plane, this woman started talking to me and she said, oh, what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm a facilitator. And she said, well, what do you facilitate? And I told her like this whole long list of all these different things I've done all over the world, blah, blah, blah. And she said, oh, I'm a facilitator too. I was like, oh, what do you facilitate? And she said, I facilitate a process that helps people get clear on their life's purpose. And that was it. Bam. Right there. Up in the clouds. I knew this was it. This was, this was my calling. Um, and before she even told me the name of the process, I was so clear. I said, I want to do that and I want to train other people how to do that because I love to train others like a trainer of trainers. And so it was the passion test. Um, and this process helps people get clear on their top five passions. It's developed by Janet Bray Atwood and Chris Atwood, the best-selling authors of a book called The Passion Test. So that was my route into coaching. I, I trained as a passion test facilitator and I loved it so much. It completely transformed my life literally overnight like it was like the fire was lit in my belly and then I was clear and I was purposeful and then things just lined up and I started to meet the right people at the right time and then I worked very very closely with Janet so 
I became her right-hand person and she was leading these, she calls them high-end, high-end training programs or high-end coaching programs for, for people different parts of the world and I was there working with her so my experience of becoming a life coach was by working directly with her watching her coach and supporting her and being trained by her very intensely over the last three years um, in many different countries around the world and that's how I that's how I got into it so it's a very long way of me explaining my path to coaching. No, but it's so fascinating how it found you, really, yeah. right, in the end. Do you think um, that if you wouldn't been on that plane ride, that you still maybe would have stumbled upon it? Ooh, I have that. <laughs> yes, I've never thought about that before. I feel yes. I feel like it would have been perhaps maybe later when I was Googling something around purpose because I remember in 2011... I went on this transformational leadership program called Luca Leadership where I was first introduced to coaching. I had some training there. Um, and I remember writing down that one of the things that I wanted to do was to create something called the Purpose Project. Now, I never did create the Purpose Project, but this whole thing around purpose comes through in, in my work. My work is focused around you finding your, your purpose in life. That is awesome. And I, I'll talk about it more at the end, but Katie's actually joining us in Marrakesh. Uh, we're, we're going to Morocco for She Hit Refresh's first retreat. And so she's going to be facilitating the passion project there. So Passion test. Sorry, passion test there. So um, anyone interested in that, please come join us in Morocco, okay? Mm. Um, so the next question is... Who can benefit from a life coach? I think anyone who feels that they could do and would like to do more with their life than they're currently doing. And, you know, there's, there's people who are running multi-millionaire businesses, multi-million businesses who have a coach to help them to identify their next steps. And, you know, perhaps they have... Oh, I, one thing I didn't differentiate is the difference between a, a life coach and a business coach. Mm -hmm. So a life coach is really focused around the different areas of your life, whereas a business coach is specifically on growing and building your business. And I very much focus more on, on life coaching here. And often what happens with my clients is they come up with an idea for a business, which we start to develop slightly over here in the life coaching area. And then if they wanted to develop it further, then they'll go specifically to a business coach that will help them with all the business chat. And you can see how good I am at business right? Business chat. <laughs> so who can benefit? So it's people who are already like, you know, making huge amounts of money and living this living this um, hugely successful life. And then there's people who are people who are struggling. I mean, so many of us struggle at some point in our life or are going through some period of transition. I think I'd like to share a little bit about my experience of having a coach. Can I can I share that here? Of course, go for it. So I had a coach for a year and a half, and I actually stopped just the week before I gave birth. I, I stopped coaching with him, and I intend to pick it up again once I find my feet a bit with this whole motherhood thing, because it's just been a few months. Um, and in that year and a half, I was able to achieve more than more than I ever thought possible. Because every Monday night from 8 till 9, no matter what I was doing, I would be speaking to Paul, his name is Paul Flint, I would be speaking to Paul and he would be inquiring into 
my goals. He would be asking me, well, what are you focusing on this week? He would be asking me about my longer term life vision. Okay, where does this fit within your five year vision? Where does this fit within your three year vision? Just helping me get so damn clear. And there's, there's a phrase that Janet Bray Atwood, my mentor, shares, which is when you are clear, what you want will show up in your life and only to the extent that you are clear. Love that. Write that down, people. Can you say it one more time for us? When you are clear, what you want will show up in your life and only to the extent that you are clear. And what I noticed is when I got this clarity through the passion test, stuff that I wrote down in my journal seven, eight years ago that I wanted to achieve started to happen. It was extraordinary because I got that clarity and that confidence. And confidence is another thing that a life coach can really help you to build confidence in yourself and to look at what's getting in the way of you achieving your dreams and to move past that and to develop strategies as to how to move past those things. So in that year and a half with Paul, I I co-wrote a book. I completed my master's, which I've been delaying, my master's in psychotherapy, which involved writing a 15,000-word dissertation and seeing two six-month clients. I facilitated um, high-level management meetings for the United Nations. Um, So uh, working for the UN or facilitating for the UN was something I wrote down eight years ago that I wanted to do. And then suddenly I was doing it management level in Geneva, which was freaking scary. Like I felt so out of my depth, you know, like I said, business isn't really my thing. Suddenly I'm like, oh my God, I'm designing and leading these workshops for these like leaders. Um, and it was great. Oh my God. And before I was all nervous, like, what do I do? What do I do? And I, I, I rocked it. And I feel so proud that I'm able to say that because I think through coaching, I was able to draw on resources that I didn't know I had and trust myself really, really trust myself. Um, And I was able to pay off all my credit card debt. So that was great because Paul helped me to work out my finances so that I was able to be debt free before the baby came. Um, I got pregnant. That was on my list. I mean, he wasn't responsible for that. But (laughs) 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 that that was on my list of things I wanted to, uh, I want to say achieve. I don't know if it's an achievement per se, but (laughs) Um, so that happened. Uh, So those are some of the... Oh, yeah, okay, what else? I started a new business. I went into partnership with someone. I created my first online course. Um, Well, my... Yeah, so that was a lot. That's a lot. That's more (laughs) than what people do in a 10-year span. So that's incredible. I just think... You know, it was funny because my friends were like, oh, my God, you are prolific. You know, they they weren't used to seeing me deliver and uh, achieve so much. And and it was was down to Paul. Um, Because also... Having that hour with him where he asked the questions. This is the thing about coaching. It's about a coach asking the questions and drawing the answers out of the person. It is not telling you what to do. It is not giving advice. In fact, it's always, you know, I'd be like, sometimes I try and sneak in, oh, Paul, in my situation, what would you do? And, you know, it's never do X, Y, Z. It's always bringing back to, well, what feels right for you? Okay. We think through, if you do this or if you do this, let's look at the consequences and how does that feel? And it's very much drawing, drawing the answers out. And so that person, they already know what they want deep inside, but we have so many layers of stress and anxiety and expectations from the people around us as to what we should or shouldn't be doing that it blocks us from being true to ourselves. So really, as I sit here and reflect on your question, 
which I've now forgotten what the question was. Um, <laughs> no, but as I sit here and reflect, it's like a coach helps you to be true to yourself. What was the question? <laughs> the question was who can benefit? Um, so that's anyone, anyone who feels like they want more out of life and who perhaps feels disconnected or like they're in a period of transition. Yeah, I'm just reflecting on that because also for me, understanding what a life coach is has been a journey with me, especially since meeting you and learning more about it. I kind of feel like, you know, like you were talking about the business coach helps with the business. Like if you want to start a business, you're not just going to talk to your friends that don't have businesses to get advice. You go to somebody who understands that, who has built a business. And so I guess, yeah, if you have issues in your life or what you need to do, your friends are great, but they may not have the tools to help you dive inside, ask you the right questions to find those answers within. And so that's really powerful speaking to someone who asks the right questions to help you uncover, you know, what you need to. to. And, and you're absolutely right about the friends thing, because your friends are also invested in, in you and they perhaps want a certain outcome for you. And a, and a coach is like your, is your cheerleader in the sense that they, a coach will help you clarify what it is you want and then support you to go get that thing without making assumptions about how you're going to do it or without um, buying into your bullshit excuses. And I keep bringing up this bullshit excuse stuff because, you know, I, I can confidently coach people and know that I absolutely need coaching myself. The coach that doesn't have a coach doesn't make sense because, <laughs> because you, need, you need to be walking the talk. And, you know, again, Janet says you teach the things you need to learn the most. And I feel like I went through life without this clarity for 30 something years. And, and so really my mission is to help people get that clarity and that purpose because I can see and feel the difference in my life. And the more I do it for others, the greater the benefits are for myself as well, from a selfish perspective. (laughs) Very good. Um, so the next question is, and maybe we covered some of this, but if there's anything you want to add, um, what are the benefits of working with a coach? So I think I covered some of that with my, with my long list of the things that I felt like I achieved as a result of having, having that coach for, for the year and a half before I gave birth. Um, what are the other benefits? So just to list off the top of my head, I think clarity, accountability, stretching yourself to think and dream bigger well let's do the example of writing a book because that is something that I that I said I wanted to do and then I and then I have co-written this we've got this manuscript it's not it's still got a way to go to get to the editors and got to get in the shops and all of that stuff so it's like um my coach would push me further to be like so you, you say you want to finish the book by X and you've only done this many chapters. How many chapters do you need to do this month in order to reach your goal? And just things like breaking, breaking your goals down into manageable steps, helping you to identify what actions you need to take in order to get there and predicting what obstacles you might come up against in your journey. And in addition to that, your coach will ask you questions to help you to uncover what strategies you can use to overcome those those barriers, whether they're mental blocks, whether they're actual you know physical issues that you face. And if you think about people who are 
athletes, for example, they they have coaches, right, that, that help them to create their training plan. And it's it's like that in life. And you look at all the different areas of your life. You look at your your relationship, for example, and, you know, there are times where things would get personal in the way that I, you know, I was speaking with my coach or things would get personal in the sense that my clients will share with me details about what's going on in their relationships because their relationships are impacted by the beliefs and values that they that they hold and it if you start to uncover your values what really matters to you and have them visible in your life then you notice when you go against yourself and then by the help of a coach it helps you to to be happier in life because you start to see those moments where you're not being true to yourself or you say that you really value compassion and yet that you're speaking to your partner really harshly those kinds of things and so I've, I've worked with my clients around issues in their relationships as well as people who have done big career changes so for example one of my clients was working full-time for a big communications agency but really what they wanted to do is make documentary films and it took us a while, a number of months of coaching, to get to the point where she felt confident to quit. And we had an action plan for the six months following when she quit her job. And she quit her job. And literally, I mean, I think it's extraordinary. The things that we wrote down that she wanted to have happen have happened. And she has got funding from a major broadcaster for her first documentary and this is the first documentary that she's ever done and she's getting paid to do it and it's going to be broadcast on one of the major channels I mean it's phenomenal what you're capable of when you put your mind to it and when you have someone to guide you to get there totally you know I think the accountability is so powerful because a lot of people focus on the goal setting the planning and that's great but without action you're not going to get to where you want to get to so having that person to talk it out with to guide you and to ask you, like, hey, where are we at with this, is powerful in, in helping you make those steps. Absolutely. Yeah, it really, really is. So then what exactly happens during a session, and how long are they? How does this work? Well, I'd say it really depends on what kind of coach you decide to go for, and it depends on their training. There are so many different kinds. Uh, like I said about the finding the right yoga teacher, finding the right, finding the right coach for you, so typically, it could be anywhere between 50 minutes up to two hours. I do either an hour or an hour and a half. And what happens during that session will depend on what your intentions are with the coach. So usually at the beginning of a coaching relationship, you'll have a contract and you, that you'll share some information with your coach about what you're struggling with at the moment and where you want to get to. And then you'll work on setting goals together and then you'll be reviewing those goals during the sessions. Um, as I mentioned in the kind of sessions that I do, we have a question. So you come to me with a particular question that you're working on. And in terms of how long this relationship goes on for, again, that really depends. So some coaches work with people just for three months or for six months, or some will only take someone on for a year because they know that the, the longer, bigger stuff happens over the course of a year or more. So the, the person that I work with, he, he wants longer term clients. And for me, I work with 
it depends. Sometimes people just do the passion test. So that's not life coaching per se. That's taking them through the process of the passion test. So that's two sessions. And then if we go into a longer coaching relationship, we might work together for three months or six months or a year. And I've had some clients up to two years. Okay, so a few questions. I mean, She Hit Refresh is all you know about women over 30 who have changed their life in a big way, usually through travel. So just want to let the audience know a little bit about kind of your life journey, the refreshes you have taken, and how you ended up here in Madrid. Mm. Wow. Yeah, travel is a big part of my life. And I say is with like a pause because I'm like, wow, you know what, since, since getting pregnant and having a baby, I have really not been traveling so much. <laughs> Before that, I would spend six months of every year traveling for work. So this, <laughs> this actually was interesting because the other day when I was pregnant, my husband said to me, you know, I really miss when we used to travel all the time because <laughs> our relationship was, was very much me being like going away every couple of weeks and then coming back. Um, and that travel for me really was just so inspiring to be able to explore the world in the way that I have been. So I've been lucky enough to work in over 18 different countries and uh, running workshops um, on transformational leadership and all sorts of different topics. And my she hit refresh moments there's been a few significant ones and um, if i look at the ones over 30 it's i think i was at 29 when i moved to south africa so i was on the cusp moved to south africa to be with my partner he is from there and i went there for a transformational leadership program where i learned about coaching which completely changed my life called luca leadership and fell in love with Stuart on that program and then had to decide, okay, do we live in two different continents and have a long distance relationship or does one of us move? And I just decided to pack up my life in England and go to Cape Town and live with him, much to the shock of my friends and my family who thought I was crazy and that I didn't know him well enough and that I hadn't spent enough time with him and all these different worries and fears. Yeah, because how much time had you spent together before you made this decision? <laughs> Good point. Okay, well, we had nine days on the Transformational Leadership Program where we were in a group. And to be fair, like nothing even happened during those nine days between us. We just like had this connection. And then, yeah, probably in total, maybe like two weeks. <laughs> I love it. I'm sure a lot of our listeners can identify with your um, adventurous spirit so I love it I love it you went out you I mean you just followed your heart so. I followed my heart exactly exactly and and I find I do meet quite a lot of women that do that and I think it's a brave and courageous thing to do and I did have an awkward moment um a couple of years ago where I was with my husband and some of his friends from the business school so you asked why why Madrid we moved here because he was studying at the IE Business School here. So that's why we moved from Cape Town all the way to Madrid. And there was this funny moment where I was meeting some of his classmates and parents of his classmates. And someone introduced me to her friends. This was the mother of one of his friends. As, oh, this is Katie. She's a trailing spouse. <laughs> a trailing spouse. Okay. Have you ever heard that term before? I, I haven't. Oh my God. <laughs> I nearly lost my shit, but I held it together because I had to be polite and I was in this woman's home. Um, 
I was like, oh my God. And at that point, my husband was the student and I was the freaking breadwinner. Mm-hmm. But a trailing spouse is someone who who follows their, their partner um, because their partner gets a job in another country. And usually a trailing, it sounds like you're being dragged behind, um, you know, can't work or has, has trouble working because of visas, whatnot. So I did move for love and, you know, I, I'm kind of against this trailing spouse terminology. Yeah, I'm not really liking that. <laughs> <laughs> because I think you can create, you can create your opportunities. And I do meet many women uh, in particular who move for love or because of their husband's work or whatever and who struggle because it is hard when you move to a new country and you have to start afresh especially with a new language and I have to hold my hands up in the air and say that you know I had Spanish class today and my Spanish is really pretty poor um and I've been here a long time and it's hard when you don't fully understand the language and yet I've still managed to create a life that I love here and work so many people feel like they can't do the work that they want to do because they can't speak the language. And I'd say, that's not true. There are ways around it. There are ways of, you know, as you share in your in your different blogs, there are different ways to earn money online. Uh, or you could work with English-speaking community where you are. It's just really important to me for people not to be blocked by this idea of it's not possible to. And if you're on the cusp of wondering whether or not to move for love it's just it's such an amazing adventure I, I mean I really recommend it I, I said like I did I did it for for Stuart moving to South Africa and then again moving to Madrid and before I was 30 I also did it for another guy I moved to Belize <laughs> <laughs> I'm following my heart all over the place <laughs> I love it but I mean you're happy it, yeah it, it works out it worked out so it sure it, did. it's a wonderful adventure it's a great story for to tell your little son too <gasps> yeah right um so okay so then refreshing with travel what about refreshing career rise like what did you what were you doing before you were a facilitator hmm was so long ago? <laughs> okay, so uh, I studied anthropology, and oh, at the age of eleven, I decided that I want to, wanted to work with people living with HIV. Eleven? Yeah. Wow. So that's what I did when I finished university. I was a um, support worker for people living with HIV, and then I worked in a respite care home, palliative care for people who were dying of AIDS-related illnesses. And then I started to work in Eastern Southern Africa with people with HIV. And then then suddenly things just started to develop and I was running workshops. And so I was facilitating these workshops around HIV education or I was facilitating workshops with people living with HIV around stigma and discrimination and how to reduce it and all of this stuff. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, And so I was very much in the world of international development. And then... It got to a point where I started to facilitate many different, many different topics because what I loved was holding space for people to have these aha moments, these realizations about their life. And even though the work that I was doing was around these bigger global topics, I would always try and bring it back to the individual level. And then it, then there was a point where I was, like I said, I always had this thing for reading personal development books. I remember being in some really fancy resort. I was doing corporate work as well. I was working for Coca-Cola in some fancy resort in like a really nice five-star hotel, lying in the bath at the end of a busy day, like reading one of these personal development books. I think it was The Secret, yeah. And then just being like, 
there's something, something else I want to be doing. There's something else around purpose and people living a life that makes them happy that I want to be doing. And it wasn't until I discovered the passion test that I had the courage really to go down that route. So whilst I'd done a lot of personal development courses during the time I was working in international development and also, you know, working in the corporate sector doing this facilitation, it wasn't until I went through the process of finding out what my top five passions are that I realized that working in that sector wasn't it anymore. And that was a big challenge for me to move from international development, helping the world, to the one-on-one stuff, you know, around creating a life that you love. Because it felt like, well, you know, it's more validating to work on like a big global issue like HIV. But secretly, if I've lost my love for that, and I want to work in a one-to-one capacity to help this person over here realize their dreams, whether that dream is to create documentary films or whether that dream is to become an illustrator for children's books or I'm just thinking of different clients dreams or whether it is to create a platform for mothers where they have all these different advice on how to be great parents that didn't seem so important in the eyes of others so I really took a moment to get real with myself and Once I did get real with myself and once I realized that what I wanted to do is support people to really connect with joy and purpose in their lives, then I was like, okay, this is it, this is it, and and that's what I do. Love it. So then I want to talk about, so this is what you do now, and like I had mentioned, you're going to join us in Marrakesh for the She Hit Refresh retreat. Can you tell us then what you'll be covering at the retreat? Is it going to be the passion test? Yes, absolutely. So that's one of my, my main tools. And when I... When I do coaching with clients, I always use the passion test at the beginning of our relationship to help people to get clear. And so this is what we'll be doing at the retreat. We'll be getting clear on your top five passions in priority order. And not only will you have that, and that that becomes this filter through which you can make decisions. I mean, how many of us struggle to make decisions on a daily basis? I think a lot of us will hold our hands up to that. Yeah, I'm raising mine. (laughs) You can't see me, but it's up. (laughs) So having these top five passions visible in your life helps you to make decisions because whenever you're faced with a choice, a decision, or an opportunity, you choose in favor of your passions. And like I said, they're in priority order. So you start to align your life around those things. So one of the things that we'll be doing is getting clear on your top five. We'll also be working on markers. Markers are examples that you're living your passion full out, at a 10, at a maximum. So um, it's as amazing as it could possibly be. So for example, um, if one of your passions is being... Oh, I can think of... I'm thinking of one of my clients... So one of her passions was around overflowing with creativity and a year later she emailed me and she told me I've just recorded my first album and I've published my first book and she doesn't work in the creative sector. So she, you know, she has her full-time job, she's an academic and then she's doing this other stuff and I'm like how freaking cool is that? So I've ordered a copy of her book and it's just it's just amazing. So her markers were to have um to have published a book and to have recorded an album. And we go a little bit deeper than that because it's like to be, we want to stretch ourselves here, to be a New York Times bestselling author, 
to have an award-winning album, for example. So you create your passions, your markers, you'll understand and learn the formula for living a passionate life, I'll share that with you, and also the secret to living a passionate life and how to consistently apply that on a daily basis. So you can see I get quite excited about this. <laughs> like my hands are waving everywhere. Um, so it's really an opportunity for whoever is in that room to get a level of clarity that they've never had before about what matters most to them. And you get rid of those layers of stress and pressure that our families and our partners and our friends and a society puts on us. And you get to really mine the, the gold inside you and bring that out. And then you have this map of what it is you want to create. So then you go take action because you know what it is you want. I love this. I'm so excited because I'm going to be taking the passion test too. I mean, I'm leading the retreat, but I'm also going to be a participant. So it's really exciting um, to to do this for myself as well. So I'm excited. Um, so we'll just kind of wrap it up here. If people are interested in finding you and learning more and, you know, they can do the passion test with you outside of the retreat, you can, you know, book a, a call with Katie. Where do they find you? Uh, so my website is www.katiechelcraft.com. K-A-T-I-E-C-H-A-L-C-R-A-F-T. And then also on Instagram, you'll find me under K Chelcraft. And you'll also find me on Facebook under Katie Chelcraft. Awesome. And for anyone listening here, if you would like to join us on She Hit Refresh, you know, you can join the Facebook group. We also have a blog, shehitrefresh.com. We're on Instagram at shehitrefresh, Twitter and LinkedIn as well, shehitrefresh. And just to give you a little bit more information about the retreat, um, so we're going to be going to Morocco April 14th through 20th, and it's going to be, you know, a week long, an unforgettable week of exploring the country. We're going to go to three different places. So unlike typical retreats, we won't be in a house for the whole week. We're going to be in Marrakesh for a few days, you know, a bustling sitting there, city there. We're going to go up into the mountains, a mountain village called Imlil, and then we're going to go to a coastal town called Esuera. So it's going to be awesome. And then addition to that we're going to have four workshops one of which Katie will be leading so we're super excited for it and it's just going to be a fabulous week to be with like-minded women and to find that inspiration and and work on introspection while exploring Morocco so Katie I just want to thank you again for your time and for sharing your work and a little bit about your refreshed journey Um, I'm sure our audience enjoyed hearing about all of that so thank you so much thank you Sophie thanks guys until the next one bye